Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short, about a 13-minute Bible study every day, seven days a week, getting us into God's Word. And that's so important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So being in these short studies, even this short period of time every day, helps keep us strong in our faith. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and also maintaining a more spiritual and therefore more positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Boy, there's a lot to deal with, isn't there? We encourage you all the time, share these short studies with everybody you can. You know people who need to turn their focus in life around, they need to come to God. Help them by sharing these short studies through Facebook, friends, text messages, other technological means, but share every day with everybody you can, your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around and get to heaven. What a wonderful, wonderful blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a wonderful blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about, are you ready to come out of hopelessness and into real hope in Jesus Christ? Well, we talked about Job. He had been incredibly blessed by God earlier in his life. He had tremendous holdings, it would seem. He had a whole bunch of children, and the devil challenged God, let me work him over. You put a hedge around him. You don't let anything happen to him or anything that he has. And God said, okay, do what you will. Don't touch him, though. And so in one day, Job lost all of his children. He lost a tremendous amount of his holdings economically through flocks and herds and so on. But Job did not curse God. Job did not lose faith in God. Job was still dedicated to God. And then the devil said, challenged God again and said, hey, let me work him over physically. God said, okay, but you can't take his life. And so the devil brought grievous boils. Must have been incredibly painful for Job from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And he was in continuing agony and suffering from that physical condition for some time. And yet he still did not curse God. He still did not lose faith in God. He was bewildered to some extent, I think, the text indicates, because he didn't know why all this was happening to him. And he was trying to stay faithful to God. But he did come to a point in Job chapter 7 and verse 6 when he said, my life is like a weaver's shuttle. In other words, life is short in this world. And I have no hope. It is void or empty of hope, without hope. Well, in that particular state of mind that he was in at that time, going through those physical sufferings, but also emotional sufferings, having lost so much and having lost all of his children in one fell swoop, so to speak, he must have really felt to a great extent in a hopeless condition. A whole lot of people have had those kinds of emotions. And we've talked about how right now in this world, but right now in our country, we are living in a chaotic state. Chaos is all around us. All kinds of negative things are happening. The economy's struggling. 
There has been more than two years of pandemic. Lots of people have died. Lots of people have lost their jobs. Lots of people have not gone back to work. Its businesses are shutting down. Inflation is through the roof, almost it would seem. People are having to make choices between being able to do this or feed their family in a normal fashion or maybe even buy medication that they need for their physical ailments and conditions. Violence has broken out and continues to break out. And then there's this war over in Europe that we have become, to a great extent, embroiled in. Chaotic state. We have animosity, anger, hatred between cultural differences and ideologies and political differences. And I mean, I mean hatred. Now, some of those who are engaged in all of that say, oh, no, no, I don't hate so-and-so. I don't hate them over there. Yeah, that's, hatred is what's coming across. Chaos. Chaotic reality. Where do we find hope? A lot of people are at the point where they feel hopeless to a great extent. Are you ready to come out of that hopelessness, whatever your state of being may be, and into real hope through Jesus Christ? The Apostle Paul wrote in Ephesians 2 and verse 12, he talked about the Gentile Christians before they became Christians. He said, you are without Christ, you are without God. And therefore, you are without hope. The next verse, though, he says, but now, in Christ, they were baptized into Christ. Romans 6 and verse 3, Galatians 3 and verse 27, for the remission of their sins, to be saved, to be promised eternal life. Now, they were in Christ, and they had been brought to God through Christ because Jesus said he is the way to God, the only way to God, John 14 and verse 6. And so now they had hope. Now they had hope. A life lived outside of Christ is a life without hope. It is a hopeless existence, no matter what somebody might try to tell you. But in Christ is a life lived with the greatest hope possible to be experienced by mankind. Eternal life in heaven with him. 1 Timothy 1 and verse 1, Paul began that letter to Timothy. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, our hope. Jesus Christ, our hope. Colossians 1 and verse 27, Jesus Christ is our hope of glory. And that's a glory like this world cannot possibly offer. Our life has meaning and purpose because of our patience of hope that is centered in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 3. Hope is a guidance in our lives. It keeps us going. It keeps us moving forward. It helps us to maintain a positive mindset and attitude and outlook. That hope is there through Jesus Christ. Now, God is identified as the God of hope. In Romans chapter 15 and verse 13, we read this. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The God of hope 
Isn't that a wonderful image of our God, our Heavenly Father, that he is the God of hope, and that if we walk with him through Jesus Christ, if we're faithful, dedicated Christians, thereby being faithful and dedicated to God consistently, he gives us abundant hope. We don't have to face physical death worried, scared, forlorn, confused, because we can look forward to the best which is yet ahead. And that's an eternal home with him, eternal life with him in heaven. Oh, my. The Apostle Paul, standing on trial for his life in Acts chapter 24, this is how he made his case, basically. Acts chapter 24 and verse 15. I have hope in God which they themselves also accept and there will be that there will be a resurrection of the dead both of the just and of the unjust now paul was on trial for his life because it was by the instigation of the jewish leadership in jerusalem they wanted to shut him up in fact they wanted him probably it could be said honestly a great many of them wanted him dead And so he says, why am I on trial? Why am I standing here before you? And he's standing before King Agrippa and also the Roman governor. He says, I'm standing here because of my faith in God through Jesus Christ. But I have hope. I have hope in God. An atheist does not have that hope. A non-Christian does not have that hope. A person living just a worldly life, living in sinfulness, sinful lifestyles, they don't have that hope. But now, how do I tap into that ultimate hope from the God of hope? Only through Jesus Christ. Jesus said in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Our Hope in God is through Jesus Christ. And Jesus said during his ministry here on this earth, and in Luke chapter 10 and verse 16, he who hears you hears me. He's speaking to the apostles here. He who hears you hears me, because you're teaching my word, in other words. He who rejects you rejects me. And he who rejects me rejects him who sent me. And it was God who sent Jesus into this world on the mission as the Savior. So Jesus said, somebody rejects me, they reject God also, because I'm here on God's mission. I am here serving him, doing his work. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 23, John the apostle said the same thing. Whoever denies the Son, that is Jesus, does not have the Father either. You see, there are people out there who want to believe that they can believe in God, but they don't want to believe in Jesus. Uh, it's It's a package deal. If you're going to believe in God, you have to believe in Jesus because it is only through him that you can come truly to God. In 2 John chapter 1, in verse 9, John said again, Whoever transgresses 
and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. But he who abides in the doctrine of Christ has both the Father and the Son. So if a person does not live in Christ, that person does not have God either. Christ, our Savior, is our real hope. God is the God of hope, and he offers, a, offers us abundant hope through Jesus Christ, our Savior, his Son. We'll dig a little bit deeper next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for loving us so much, so much that you sent your Son into this world as our Savior to go to that cross to offer himself through his physical death as the ultimate sacrifice to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. Thank you, Father, for sending him with the message of hope, which is his gospel. Thank you, Father. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you. Help us all to open our eyes to this hope and grasp it, Father. Embrace it. Help us to come to you through Christ. Please forgive us, gracious Father. Please forgive us and hear our prayer, gracious Father. In Jesus' name, amen.